Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. So today you want to talk about the eye in general, right? We want to talk about eyes and could they have evolved? Uh, and what prompted my looking at this is there was an, a blog post by Ken Ham about a week ago over at AnswersInGenesis.org. Ken Ham is commenting on an article that he read at a place called Visualize uh, Visual Capitalist VisualCapitalist.com, and there uh, there's an article published uh, at the beginning of November by Mark. Bielan. Now, who is Mark Bielan? Mark Bielan is a scientific graphics journalist and visual communicator who works at the intersection of art and science to translate scientific concepts into impactful visuals. And so his impactful visual that he did earlier in November is entitled Visualizing the Evolution of Vision and the Eye. And if you look at his visual illustration of this, it looks that eyes evolve from very, very simple to complex just like that. They started out as a basic photoreceptor, a light-sensitive spot on very simple forms of life, and then became more and more complex until finally you have both complex compound eyes, such as you see in insects and crustaceans, or complex so-called simple eyes, more like a camera, which you have in humans and other uh, mammals and so forth. Even the simple eye is very amazing if you just look at all the parts in that human organ that have to be all there for it to function properly. Absolutely. There's a great article uh, at uh, Answers in Genesis by Dr. David Menton. I recommend our listeners check that out. It's called The Seeing Eye. Maybe we can talk about that in another program. Okay. Very wonderful details that he gives. But today, looking back at what Ken Ham says, commenting on this article uh, at Visual Capitalist, uh, they make it sound like it's just a slam dunk that eyes evolved in all living creatures that have eyes from the very simplest kind of light-sensitive spot until you get the complex kind of eyes that other organisms have. But if you look carefully at what's going on there, they don't talk about, they don't really demonstrate that this happened by evolution at all. What do they show in each of their wonderful pictures, step-by-step from simple to complex? Well, what they show are examples of living creatures with that type of eye. In other words, each example is of a fully formed and functioning eye. They don't provide any missing links of eyes that show something slowly becoming a different, more complex kind of eye. They don't have a way of explaining how the information would be added to the genetic code to give the instructions to each living creature of how to make a more complex eye. They make it sound like, voila, you know, you just start with a simple eye that works and it gets more and more complex and each step along the way, it just automatically works. Here's how they describe it. The earliest form of vision arose in unicellular organisms containing simple nerve cells that can only distinguish light from dark. They are the most common eye in existence today. The ability to detect shapes, direction, and color comes from all the add-ons evolution introduced to these cells. Two major eye types are dominant across species. Despite having different shapes or specialized parts, improved vision in both eye types is a product of small, gradual changes that optimize the physics of light. Simple eyes evolve from a pigment cup, 
slowly folding inwards with time into the shape we recognize today. Specialized structures like the lens, cornea, and pupil arose to help improve the focus of light on the retina. This helps create sharper, clearer images for the brain to process. Now, did you notice something there? They just say, it arose mm-hmm. by small, gradual changes. There's no explanation of how something could arise and how small, gradual changes would make this happen. You know, it's taken on faith. But when you actually observe what happens in nature, that's not how things work. You know, the more we study about uh, living things and their DNA, the more amazing it is that God built into each living creature the instructions to make all the organs that that creature needs, including the eyes of that particular creature, whether you're talking about an octopus or a fly or a human being or a chimpanzee, Each organism has exactly the kind of eye it needs because it has the instructions that God put there in the DNA to tell each creature how to make that kind of eye. You don't improve that by adding random changes to the genetic code. That's like if you're typing a term paper and you have typographical errors, does that improve the paper? No. Every one of those mistakes is a mistake and it decodes, it it, it, uh, degrades uh, the code. It doesn't improve the code and increasing the number of typos in your paper is not going to improve your paper. In the same way, Random changes to the genetic code will not make a new kind of eye that sees better than the previous eye. That's not how things work. Um, at the end of the article uh, at um, the visualcapitalist.com, they talk about the future of human eye evolution. And they talk about how since uh, the pandemic, more and more people have been looking at screens. And so there's a concern that, you know, maybe human eyes are getting worse. So there's more children of school age with myopia, nearsightedness. Up to 37% of school children today are nearsighted. And so is that the form of evolution. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, if I'm staring at my screen all day, it can hurt my eyes, and my own eyes may be impaired by that, but that doesn't mean I'm automatically passing that on in the genetic material that when I have kids or when I have grandkids, that that's going to be passed on. So they have a complete misunderstanding about how genetics works, about how changes uh, would get introduced into the genetic code. And again, looking at this as an improvement is a a mistake. Again, that would be a degrading of eyesight, not an improvement of eyesight. Basically, what Ken Ham is pointing out here is the flawed reasoning of the people who try to pass on the mistaken uh, ideas, the fairy tales, the myth about evolution and how evolution takes place. You show pictures of s- simple eyes from simple organisms and then line them up step by step by step to till you get to the human eye. And it looks like, well, you went from the simple to the complex, but all of those kinds of eyes exist today. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> do they exist yeah. today? What happened if it was truly evolution, which we do not believe in, the eyes, the ones that just see light and dark, would have uh, evolved as well. Exactly. And so there's not evidence of that. Instead of showing that 
really there were no complex eyes, you know, millions of years ago, and then they evolved until today. Now we have complex right. eyes. All of the examples that are in their illustration are of organisms that live today, mm-hmm. and one did not evolve into the other. You still have the simple kinds of eyes. You still have the complex kinds of eyes, and uh, all of that is is uh, stuff that is create. It's everything's reproducing after its own kind. Nothing is changing into something more complex than the previous thing. So that whole it's a whole house of cards. It's all made up. You know what the Bible teaches us. Proverbs 20, verse 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. And in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, we read, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. So Ken Ham does us all a favor by pointing out uh, the flaws in the propaganda from the evolutionary side and pointing out that God's word is still the truth and the seeing eye is proof of God's uh, creative hand. And, you know, in that article by Dr. David Menton about the seeing eye, you know, at the end of the article, he points out that only God can make an eye and God is the one who will wipe away every tear from our eyes on that last day, that you and I, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, having our robes made white in the blood of the Lamb, will at last be brought to God's eternal kingdom, where God will save us from all sin and sickness and sorrow and pain. We won't need eyeglasses anymore. No one will be blind anymore. We'll be in perfect bodies in the perfect paradise that God has prepared for us in Jesus Christ, and God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. So all our listeners, we encourage you to read the Bible. Believe what God says there, trust in Jesus, and know that God has in store for you the beatific vision that we will see God face to face and how wonderful that will be. Let's have a prayer as we wrap up. Let us pray as in this uh, Thanksgiving week as we talk about uh, God's creative activity. We will praise God, our Creator and Redeemer, using uh, the hymn, the Lutheran hymnal number 568, We Praise You, O God. We praise Thee, O God, our Redeemer, Creator, in grateful devotion, our tribute we bring. We lay it before Thee, we kneel and adore Thee, we bless Thy holy name, glad praises we sing. We worship Thee, God of our fathers, we bless Thee. Through life's storm and tempest, our guide hast thou been. When perils o'ertake us, escape thou wilt make us. And with thy help, O Lord, our battles we win. With voices united, our praises we offer. To thee, great Jehovah, glad anthems we raise. Thy strong arm will guide us. Our God is beside us. To thee, our great Redeemer, for e'er be praise. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for being on the program today, Pastor, and have a great Thanksgiving later on this week. God bless you, and have a happy Thanksgiving, too. We are the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at kfuo.org.